Okay, it's now one thirty, and therefore it's time for us to talk to Hal Duncan, who is, or for Hal Duncan to talk to us, who he is from Senator Toomey's office. And uh, hi there, hello. happy to be joining you all today. Yeah, so as a means of a quick introduction, um, my name's Hal. I work for Senator Toomey. Um, I handle uh, a, a host of domestic issues for the senator, um, but for the purpose of this conversation, I work a lot on his uh, transportation portfolio. Um, I think in the uh, initial outreach, um, you all, I know you all mentioned you wanted to discuss uh, education and labor issues as well. Um, unfortunately, our staffer, uh, who was originally supposed to join this call, uh, who was an expert on that front, uh, left the office a week ago. So uh, unfortunately, you've got the transportation guy only on here. But, uh, you know, really looking forward to kind of discussing uh, autonomous vehicles with the group here, uh, kind of learning a little bit more uh, about some priorities um, on the legislative side of things and uh, kind of taking it from there. Okay. So you can start however you want to, what you want to tell us. And if we have questions, we will raise our hands. Sure. Absolutely. And, you know, if it's okay with you all, I would like to kind of, you know, structure this as an open conversation as much as you're comfortable with, uh, hoping to kind of learn something, um, myself here, um, as we're kind of going through this, uh, so just to kind of kick things off, you know, on the autonomous vehicle side, uh, obviously um, uh, an incredibly uh, interesting and innovative technology uh, um, that we're seeing uh, being developed, uh, uh, you know, we're seeing new developments with it every single day. And uh, that's obviously prompting um, some uh a significant amount of legislative interest um, and regulatory interest, I should say, uh, in this uh, front, because uh, obviously there's uh, it's a very new technology, and the fact that you're uh, you're putting uh, vehicles on the roads without a driver um, is something that requires a uh, new vision. Um, so. Uh, you may be aware um, there have been some legislative proposals uh, specifically uh, that were introduced in the last Congress, um, namely on the Senate side. Uh, AV Start uh, was one of these proposals uh, that came out of the Commerce Committee, which I should say the Senator Toomey does not sit on. So um, a lot of these issues are kind of handled more so by his colleagues um, on this front. But uh, AV Start was something that uh, would have um, – addressed uh, some federal regulations uh, pertaining to um, uh, autonomous vehicles and also kind of empowering the National Highway uh, Traffic Safety uh, Administration to uh, develop some regulations uh, for these new kind of innovative uh, uh, technologies um, moving forward. Uh, so while that bill um, kind of hit a snag in the Senate uh, last uh, Congress uh, due to some objections by the senator, or not, excuse me, not the senator, uh, various senators, excuse me, don't misquote me there. Um, uh, other senators raised objections to it. Um, I think this is something that we're likely to see uh, uh, come up uh, next uh, Congress, especially uh, as uh, Congress continues to start 
debating um, issues related to uh, surface transportation again. Um, as you may or may not be aware, um, the FAST Act, which is uh, what authorized surface transportation uh, in passed in 2015, authorized it through the end of this fiscal year, obviously has expired. Um, uh, the Senate and uh, Congress passed a continuing resolution in September that expanded some of these surface, surface or extended some of these surface transportation um, programs through uh, fiscal year 2021, but I believe that we'll kind of have a, a more earnest conversation on a larger uh, package, um, kind of longer term, beginning in next Congress. And I would imagine that some of these uh, issues will uh, come up. Um, so uh, with that, I would kind of like to kick it over um, to the group here and see uh, kind of what uh, uh, your organization's thoughts are on these uh, um, on these bills, uh, kind of where you all see uh, autonomous vehicles playing in uh, to the in the future, and uh, kind of if you have any concerns or supports for various uh, actions, I, I think uh, I'd be happy to learn more about them. This is Chris Hunsinger, and um, of course, Hi, Chris. With, with the Fast Act, we're all worried that people. Are, we need to be sure that people are. Um, that, that everybody is aware and active and, and cognizant of the issues that arise because of the, these alternate mobility vehicles, et cetera, you know, sure. making sidewalks and streets like all part of the same world. I mean, the little right. scooters and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and I guess that's one of the issues that people with, you know, vision loss really think about with these. Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, with AV Start, we want to be sure that when however that comes up that people with vision loss are not just considered passengers in those vehicles but are Wonderful. able to operate them and right. that means that the requirements need to have uh, the ability for us to run the vehicle uh interesting and so on that front um i admittedly uh am am not too uh, familiar with how those technologies uh, would uh, work on that front uh, in terms of actually operating them. Uh, could you maybe go into that a little bit? I, I'm just curious to learn a little bit more. Well, for instance, right now I can usually use my Google Maps to take care of, you know, finding where I am and where mm -hmm. I'm going and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it would obviously have to be an interface that would talk. Mm -hmm. And whether and whether you would be um, handling that interface via and, and remember you've got other people with other mobility impairments that might not be able to use say an iPhone or whatever the you know whatever the swipe technology might be so you might need to have both a system that talks to you and a system that you talk to um, hmm. but those things might. I mean, you have to make sure that people don't think of people with disabilities as nothing but passengers sure. because we need we need the access to be able to call on the vehicle, know where it is, know where it's coming from, et cetera, et cetera. And then when it drops us off, let us know where it where where it's dropping us off, if that's the point, you know, and, right. and I'm no, not talking absolutely. I'm not talking about just personal vehicles. In fact, I think we're going to probably have to have a real sea change in how people view what transportation is. They right. may be individual use vehicles, but they won't be owned by people. You'll borrow a van when you need a van, and you'll borrow a 
car when you need a car, and you'll pay sure. in units, you know, that way. So right. that's that's the issue that, uh, you know, those are the kinds of things. I think people tend to think of people with disabilities as people who take services and don't use services, and that's sure. those are two very different categories of how we absolutely. think about life. So no, absolutely. Now, uh, now I think that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's all. I, I that's all I wanted to say at this point. No, wonderful. And you know, I think um, you know, you mentioned the safety issue, and obviously that's uh, at the beginning, and obviously that's something that um, you know is, is incredibly important in this, and it's something that I obviously uh, do agree is going to have to be considered as uh, these uh, proposals uh, move forward. But I, I uh, um, also think the uh, idea of you know looking um, towards making these. Uh, autonomous vehicles being something that can, um, you know, assist in unique ways um, for folks with disabilities is a, certainly an a, a, a interesting idea. And I, I'm kind of interested to continue that conversation on that front. And we'll be interested to, as proposals come out to look at how uh, those uh, issues are dealt with. And I think that's something that uh, is uh, uh, certainly important uh, for the uh, larger conver- conversation on this front. Well, thank you. Question. Yeah, yeah, anyone that has questions or concerns, I, I, I would be more than happy to just kind of move this forward as a kind of conversation because, uh, like I said, this is something that is a, a especially novel area of, uh, of technology and regulation. So we certainly want to make sure we hear uh, where everyone is coming from um, on this front as kind of the Senate continues to debate these issues uh, uh, moving forward. Yeah, Hell, this is, is Tom Bergender with a question, and maybe sure this not. is a, a little bit uh, uh, dated, but several years ago when hybrid cars were coming into the marketplace, there was a real mm-hmm. concern that there should be some sort of a sound mechanism built into the operation of those cars right. so that people could could be aware of them. And this is even more of an issue now with the exploding number of electric cars that are coming into mm-hmm. the market, because unlike... Uh, gasoline cars they don't make any noise so where do we stand technologically with mandating that there be audible sounds emanating around the use of these vehicles no i think that's a great question and uh, i would be lying if i said i knew exactly where we stand technologically and regulatory on the regulatory side of uh, where these uh uh, we stand on this issues. I certainly think it's a, a, a novel, or not, no, I shouldn't say novel, a, a consideration that uh, should be, um, you know, uh, something that should be considered as we kind of debate these issues, especially um, related to, you know, these new technologies. And like you said, I think that the fact that uh, these cars are just kind of becoming more and more prominent and quieter and quieter. Obviously, you have some benefits that uh, come out of that, but there's some sig- significant um, risks that that poses as well. So I think that's something that, um, while I don't have a good answer for you as to where things stand on kind of the regulatory side of uh, things uh, on that um, front, uh, I think it's something that definitely uh, is worth taking into consideration as we kind of move forward on these things. It's even an issue with gasoline-powered cars because to increase uh, mileage, a lot of these cars now, the engines completely shut off when they come to a stop. And so if a person is at an intersection and they, they're going to go uh, to cross the street, sometimes those cars start up and people have no idea that they're sitting there. Right. 
No, absolutely. That, that's something that I especially have noticed recently. And I'm curious, um, has, has uh, your organization spoken with, you know, car companies or anything like that um, on this? Because, you know, this is something that I, I am aware of and have heard these concerns before. So I'm wondering if there has been any sort of uh, industry uh, uh, input on this um, as to, you know, maybe methods that they have proposed to mitigate the problem or if uh, any sort of conversations like that have taken place? Well, you know, the, um, there was there are regulations out there that said anything built after a certain date has to make noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what was that date? Anybody remember? Uh, I can't. I can't remember myself. I, admittedly, like I said, not too familiar uh, with the current regime here. But uh, if anyone else has, I can't. Um, right, right at hand, I can't remember what the what the date was. But everything in the United States you know, that comes on online after a certain date has to make a certain amount of noise. And, and Europe has different requirements. And the funny thing is they were debating in England what kind of noise these vehicles should make. Mm-hmm. Should they sound like cars or should they sound like something else that would be, you know, completely otherwise? And actually, you know, some of the vehicles do make noise. Um, they have special, you know, they make special noises. They have little speakers in the grills, et cetera. Right. That, that, that make sounds. Interesting. And, the, and those noises that they do make are sufficient to, you know, for folks to be like, oh, hey, there's, there's something around me. I, I'm aware of that. Uh, and that, like, has actually been a pretty successful uh, uh, safety measure to your awareness? I think, I think the Department of Transportation or whoever made the regulations, it said how many decibels they had to be, et cetera. So uh, that, you know, that's out there. Um, and everybody has to, you know, everybody has to abide by it by whenever that date is. Mm-hmm. I bet, yeah, I, uh, that's interesting. I need to admittedly, like I said, do a little bit more research on that front as, uh, myself. Well, and I'm open to any other questions or any other topics, uh, you know, on the transportation side, if there's anything you'd like to discuss here, you know, more than happy to uh, address and, you know, discuss anything. Chris, if you don't mind, if I jump in, I got a couple of questions. Sure. Uh, hi, Hal, this is Rick Morin. And, uh, hi, Rick. you know, we, Chris talked about the technology and the technology has got to be accessible to us. There's also the issues of how an operator of this technology is licensed mm-hmm. and how the insurance companies view sure. the operators. Okay. And I'm just curious, have you uh, dialogued, has your office dialogued at all with any of the insurance companies? Because I think at the end, end of the day, the insurance companies probably have the biggest stick in addition, oh, to, sure. the car, in addition to the car manufacturers and, and, you know, we, I hear a lot about, you know, the, um, what the industry is doing, but I hear very little about what insurance companies are doing on this. And also our national office of the American Council of the Blind is working very, very hard on all matters to do with autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be a good resource for you if you want, no, to, great. If you want to find out what, uh, what ACB is thinking about it. No, I think I would be, you know, more than happy to connect with anyone on that front. And, you know, in terms of that insurance company question, um, this isn't uh, something that I have had, you know, personal conversations with companies on this front. But I do think, to your point, I think it is, you know, 
true. Uh, that is going to be a major issue. And I imagine uh, as uh, we kind of have these conversations, uh, is a kind of an actual legislative uh uh, uh, action kind of gets moving forward, that's when those conversations will materialize. Like I said, with kind of AV start, since things have kind of lulled in this Congress, um, these, the legislative landscape uh, hasn't been as focused on this, though there is significant issue or interest in these issues. Um, but I imagine kind of moving forward, we'll hear more uh, from companies as to how this is going to work, um, you know, from the various segments of the industry and, you know, would be more than happy to reach out uh, to ACB and kind of discuss uh, with uh, experts on that matter uh, to learn more about kind of how they uh, envision this uh, moving forward as well. Yeah, and I, I think in terms of licensing, you know, there has the legislation that's been drafted, the early legis- legislation that got drafted, I think uh, the presumption was that the <clears throat> the person would have a, a driver's license. Mm-hmm. And, 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 of course, you know, uh, we would challenge that. So Sure. Um, because uh, I mean, the autonomous vehicle would represent an incredible amount of independence for us. And, and as Chris was saying, you know, a lot of these are going to be vehicles that, that are, you know, that, that you pick up on a matter of utility. Uber, you know, is one of the biggest investors right now right. In, in autonomous vehicles. And we in the community use Uber extensively. I mean, it's one of the sure. primary things that gives us independence these days. So, um, you know, all the, all the issues that Chris said about, you know, uh, has, how do we know when the Uber arrives? How do we know if we're at the right place? How do we communicate? All that kind of stuff. That's all all germane stuff in that context, too. No, absolutely. I think those are certainly things that will uh, come up. And like I said, uh, as these kind of legislative um, issues arise and as we kind of see, uh, you know, renewed legislative action on this, I'd be more than happy to uh, stay in touch uh, with ACB on these issues and kind of make sure we are aware of uh, uh, where you're coming from and uh, things that you think are important uh, moving forward, because obviously uh, it's certainly important um, and uh, uh, to make sure to take that into consideration. Okay. I can't, I can't believe everybody's being quiet on this. Again, guys, uh, Alt-Y to raise your hand and uh, star nine on the telephone. Option Y on a Mac, and if you've got an iPhone app that's, uh, or an Android app, there's a raise hand button on it. So, Any of the panelists? So, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't come with more uh, prepared remarks. Uh, I'm sorry about that on my front as well. But, you know, anyone, uh, happy to answer anyone's questions. And uh, if I don't have a good answer for you, I'm happy to, you know, make sure to continue this conversation because uh, this has been incredibly interesting. And I, I, I got to say, this is a, a, a unique perspective to uh, be aware of, I believe, in, in the uh, autonomous vehicles debate. Um, you know, uh, we've communicated with a lot of groups on this front, but, you know, really happy to be able to, con, uh, to communicate with ACB and PCB on this because um, uh, obviously these are incredibly important issues and constituencies as well. Um. I just um, who so be sure to send us um, contacts for whoever is going to be the education um, lead at Senator Toomey's office so that we can keep track of that kind of information. Sure. 
and and also um, the vocational rehabilitation lead because that's absolutely a topic de- near and dear to our hearts as well. Sure. So yeah. you've got my email personally, so um, absolutely, and, and I've got yours, and I know how to get. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, and you know, please uh, feel free to reach out. And again, I'm sorry that uh, we had uh, uh, to kind of you know last minute fire drill and kind of who was attending. Like I said. Uh, uh, or a colleague, uh, we were sad to see her go last week, but uh, she's moving on to other things. So, um, you know, hope to continue. I'll be sure to connect you uh, with the new folks on this uh, portfolio and uh, really would encourage you to stay in touch with me as well, especially as we kind of continue this legislative conversation uh, into the next Congress as well. Well, thank you. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you is and uh, now that Senator Toomey has announced his uh, his uh that he won't run again in in 2022 has he given any indication to uh anywhere that he'll be thinking as we all say like a lame duck senator and 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 voting voting um in any different way than he had before since he doesn't have to answer to people as much (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a good question and i would leave him to answer that i don't think i'm equipped to answer that for him but i do think that is a great question uh and i just believe that uh you know he'll uh be answering that soon and i think you'll uh see uh he will you know act as he has acted in these uh, past uh 10 years uh uh, he's been in the senate so I, i don't think uh, I think I'm going to just leave it at that and say I think he's probably best uh, equipped to answer that one. Is it too early to know whether he's indicated anybody that he'd like to support to succeed him in his position? Uh, I, I'm not aware of any uh, statements in that. I think, you know, this is a very new development. Uh, um, and uh, again, uh, don't have too much knowledge of uh, anything on that front. Well, there's still no more hands, Chris. Well, Hal, as much as I hate to say this, I you've actually I I don't want to hold you any longer because I don't think I can ask you anything additionally that well. I mean, you know, what are we going to say? We we could say we we feel very you know very strongly about issues to do with um, with uh, disability and 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 vocational rehabilitation, et cetera. Uh, and 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 other kinds of rehabilitative care uh, beca- care thoughts because sure. all rehabilitation isn't vocational. Um, we've talked about older people, but uh, who who no longer want to have jobs, but do want to have you know as they lose their vision, they want um, they need training or or equipment or whatever. But the whole disability system uh, to help people with vision loss and other people who have disabilities is sort of geared around oh Jeanette just raised her hand is geared around um uh, around people with with jobs or wanting Mm -hmm. jobs and you know there's a whole group of people who no longer are there but they've got 20 25 good years of life ahead of them well uh, unless there's any more questions i'm happy to stay on wait a second who just somebody just raised their hands and then we'll and then we'll let you go. Let's see. Oh, no problem. Phone number three four six. Okay, there this is go. John Horst. You can hear me. Yes. yes, John. Okay. Well, I just 
wondered if um, a friend has any perspective in terms of how this uh, uh, driverless cars uh, are going to become available. Uh, just where are we in this process? Uh, right. How many years ahead uh, are we going to have to wait until this kind of thing becomes available? I realize that... Uh, can't give it a detailed answer to that, but I just wondered if there was any perspective. No, sure. Yeah, happy to speak to that. Um, uh, I think we're, you know, this is one of those industries that's quickly progressing. Um, there's some really interesting things happening on this front, uh, especially in the western part of the state uh, related to kind of, you know, a lot of this is still in very much in the testing phase. And, you know, I think this is all going to kind of move uh, forward as we see kind of a, a regulatory environment that's kind of uh, uh, acknowledging the existence and kind of safety uh, requirements that these vehicles will have. Um, and it's also going to become, in, you know, as the te technology is development, but, uh, developed. But, you know, I think it's, we're seeing such uh, interesting and cool uh, developments on this front um, uh, uh, happening every day. You know, I'll meet with folks um, that work in the industry and the, the difference between, uh, or me and hear from folks, and the difference between, you know, just three months as to how much their technology will progress is, uh, is uh, uh, interesting and striking. So, well, I don't know. Uh, it's hard for me to predict, you know, where this uh, uh, technology will be um, and when this will kind of become a widely uh, available thing. I do think it's uh, it's happening very quickly, and I think that's part of the uh, really exciting thing and also part of the reasons why uh, Congress needs to kind of continue to look at these issues and make sure to have these on their radar. And what I will say just to, on this front is, you know, um, a lot of these issues are handled uh, by the Commerce Committee. Um, and uh, as you may or may not know, Senator Toomey does not sit on that committee, um, but we certainly uh, look, look towards uh, seeing what those senators are discussing, uh, kind of what issues they're looking for uh, or looking at and how they're uh, viewing this industry as it progresses, uh, you know, kind of as we're making our uh, opinions and decisions uh, on this debate. And, you know, also in uh, and, and, and speaking with gro groups like yours uh, uh, on this front, just kind of looking um, – to see how this industry is going to look moving forward. I thank you. All right. Thank you for that. Um, no I, to, switch, to switch to uh, sort of another uh, subject. John, we don't really uh, have enough time. Whoops. We running out of time? Yep. Okay. Sorry about that. Well, thank you no, for the question. And I certainly do thank Hal for um, coming uh, from Senator Toomey's office. And Absolutely. I really do appreciate that. No, and I, I got to say, I really do appreciate you all having me and um, look forward to kind of staying in touch on these issues uh, moving forward. Okay. I'll look forward for your emails. Thank you. Thanks. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye.